Let's ride. For the words that are recited before each and every game here at Dodger Stadium. Take it away, Finn. It's time for Dodger Baseball. What's going on, Dodger fans? Thank you for listening to episode 200 of the Incline Dodgers podcast. We are presented by Fansided and TickPick. Kevin Klein speaking. Your Los Angeles Dodgers are 55 and 40, two games ahead of the Arizona Diamondbacks and San Francisco Giants for first place in the NLS. We're recording Thursday afternoon on the Dodgers off day. We've got some recaps of the Dodgers' most recent games against the Orioles and Mets. We're going to talk some pitchers, some hitters, some trade deadline rumors, and that Texas Rangers series that's upcoming next on the schedule. David Rosenthal is back after sleeping under a rock for a month. He has returned to the Incline Dodgers podcast. The fans are happy. David, what's going on? What are your thoughts on Julio Arias and the Dodgers in general? Well, it's good to be back. That's for sure. Uh, I'm in a new place now. I'm no longer in Northern California. I am back home to my roots in the Valley now. So come say hi, uh, unless you're weird. Julio Arias looks pretty bad. I mean, you saw the one start after the break, which was very encouraging. But besides that, I mean, he just doesn't look good out there. And it's the same thing we've seen from him basically his whole career, where he just can't get a clean first inning. He just can't do it. Uh, Aside from that one start, against the Mets, Mets. I believe it was. Uh, He hasn't allowed less than two earned runs since March 2nd. Uh, It's not good, and this is not what you want to see if you're Scott Boris either. Uh, Don't forget he's in a contract year. Uh, The qualifying offer is looking more and more like a possibility, whereas before the season, you would have laughed in anyone's face if they said he was going to even consider that. So I'm honestly not too worried about him. Uh, because at the end of the day, he still is Julio Arias, and it seems like he's able to kind of turn it on at points. So I'm I'm being very optimistic with this situation. Uh, but with all the injuries to this starting rotation and and lack of performances from guys that they were counting on, uh, they need him. If they're going to make a run in the playoffs, they need him to be the ace with Kershaw. So he's, he's not the time. ace anymore. He's got time. But it's, uh, like I said, I'm not too worried, but he's got to tighten it up pretty soon here. Urias isn't the ace anymore. If I'm the Dodgers starting into the postseason, I wouldn't be comfortable with rolling Urias any earlier than a game three. There is a bit of bad luck. He has an expected area of 397, which kind of shows you that he has been pitching into some bad luck despite being seven and six with a 502 ERA. But that performance against the Orioles was flat out unacceptable, a career high Eight innings after David just mentioned he had his best start of the season against the Mets, throwing six innings of shutout, one run, one hit ball, and then telling Dave Roberts the vacation's over. But I don't know what's gotten into Urias this season. He doesn't look as motivated for a guy being in his contract year. He doesn't seem to have the same tenacity out there either. He looks very frustrated at times. And we know that he took six weeks off with that hamstring injury, hence his vacation. But for a guy pitching in his contract year, giving up eight runs to the Orioles, getting 
beaten to death with home runs. I think he's given up 15 home runs on the season. He got annihilated on the road against a bad Royals team. He got obliterated by a bad Cardinals team. So it's not even like he's getting decimated by good teams. Uh, let's get Jake Reiner in on these thoughts. But right now, I don't know what's off with Urias, but he's been really bad on the road, solid at home. And I'll leave it at that. Yeah, he's just getting hit around a lot. And it's not this sort of soft contact BABIP issue that we often sometimes see with pitchers. He's getting hit really hard. And it's, I agree with Kevin. I think the body language is weird. He doesn't seem as tenacious on the mound as we've seen him. And I kind of think you you sort of see two versions of a player in their contract year. You either see a guy that's really motivated, wants to get the bag, and it has an incredible season so that it could propel him into free agency. Or you kind of see what we're seeing with Urias, where it seems like it's doing the opposite. Maybe the pressure is too much. But I don't know if I buy into that because he he's had a lot of pressure on him for a long time. And he was pretty reliable when it came to the 2020 World Series. And he was pretty reliable in 21 and pretty reliable in 22. I mean, he had really good regular seasons. And so even though I'm concerned because we've had enough sample size this season to kind of get an idea of what we've got with him this year and it's not been good, I still want to err on the side of wanting to give him the benefit of the of the doubt because yeah. of the work and the and the track record that he's had and how dominant he has been. So it seems to me, it not so much an injury, but more of a mental thing with him. But again, it, it's hard to speculate. He doesn't really let you in. Um, you know, when, when he gives, when he gives press conferences, you don't really know kind of where he's at mentally. So you can't really judge on that, but just based on the body language I'm seeing, it does not look good out there. I still want him to be a playoff pitcher for this Dodger for this Dodgers team. They're going to need him to be a playoff pitcher for this Dodgers team because of all the injuries and who knows who knows who they'll get at the deadline, but they need him to be good. His changeup's been garbage this season. That's one of the factors. They're hitting 318 against it. His fastball's been garbage. They're hitting 270 against it. And despite all that, he's still throwing a really good serve. It's been about the same as it has been in years past. But he's without a doubt the are you kidding me of the week because guy says he's back from vacation, but he looked drunk out there. He's been overweight all season. Dude looked like he came in from Margaritaville that day all over the place. I am just frustrated with Urias. And like you guys were saying, we need him. I'm still going to start him in the postseason, but he's not the ace anymore. It's Kershaw. Well, Kershaw's hurt. So is it though? Like, we don't know what we're going to get when he comes back. We don't know when he's coming back. And then obviously there's, you know, the long story narrative of, well, is he going to pitch well in the postseason? So I, I think if this team is going to win anything of substance in the postseason, Arias has got to be the guy. And also, you you can't really rely on a Bobby Miller and Emmett Sheehan at this point. I think they've been too inconsistent i was hoping at least one of them would would kind of turn it on and and kind of dominate for a stretch they both burst onto the scene and were great but have really kind of been very similar uh in their uh outings since then we saw a good outing from michael grove for once that was kind of nice but you can't rely on him and i don't know if it's time to talk about this at this point but we've talked about it a lot uh, on our group chat which is 
what's going on with these injuries? They're every single season. We have catastrophic injuries. And I don't know if it's the training staff. I don't know what's going on. That frustrates me. But also what frustrates me more is I don't know if Dave Roberts is getting bad information or he's bullshitting us. Either way, it's not good because every time he talks about an injured player, it's always a thousand times worse. And they end up being out so much longer than he initially says. So things need to be cleaned up in-house as well, I think. Seems like they're more optimistic on the Kershaw news. It changes every week. He just had a very successful bullpen session where he ramped up throwing in the high 30s pitches. I think they're just airing extra caution with Kershaw because of all the other pitching woes. And the Dodgers kind of have the luxury of the depth to start guys like Grove, Sheehan, and Miller to at least get them five productive innings so they don't need to rush Kershaw back right now. Uh, But I do agree this medical staff has been a mess. And guys like Jake Marisnik, who was literally a Dodger for a week, is probably out for the season now. Kevin Pillar status. I've had enough of this medical staff. I I mean, yes, most of these injuries are just kind of wear and tear. And some of them are freak injuries like Lux and and I guess May. uh, But something is wrong. I mean, I would love to see a graphic of like teams who have had the most players on the IL over the last four years. Uh, I... I I don't see a world in which the Dodgers aren't in the top four and you got to do something. I mean, whatever they're doing to keep these guys healthy, obviously is not working. For sure. Well, we're going to get to who the trade deadline guys that we want are, but if the postseason was tomorrow, Kershaw, I think he would come back regardless. He's not that injured starting him game one game two leaving it up to who they acquire, get into the name later on game three Urias. And then I, I mean, I really like the option of having game four, pick your, pick your guy. You got Miller. You could piggyback him with Sheehan. And then there's the guy who can't pitch in the postseason Gonsolin. So the Dodgers are still fine. If things don't completely hit the wall. Mm-hmm. Well, I've yet to see Tony Gonsolin perform in the postseason. So we, we all Night. have. Can I say what I'm most worried about in the playoffs? I think beyond the the uncertainty of the starting rotation and also the sort of um, kind of, I don't know, tale that happens every year with this with this offense where it'll be great in the regular season and then in the postseason, it just absolutely dies. I mean, those are those are two big concerns of mine. But the one concern that I have more than than those two is the fact that they can't control the run game and i'm very scared of that they're they're going to be up against teams like the diamondbacks and the reds and the braves who just run giants they run all over the field on atlanta on the cunha's got 40 40 swipes i said the braves yeah yeah so i I, i'm just worried you know because whether I, i think will smith is a fine catcher but he the the pitchers don't help him out at all. They don't hold runners. They don't keep guys off, you know, uh, from from getting into scoring position. I'm just putting that out there right now that like that's one thing that I'm going to be looking for and I think that's what teams are going to try to exploit with the Dodgers. It's a really good point without a doubt. I feel like the Dodgers have been getting better as of late. Their teams aren't running as wild, but it also could just be matchup dependent, I guess. Maybe we aren't playing the fast teams. But yeah, I mean, that is a really good point. 
especially facing the Braves who could run all run all over us or the Reds. Like they're not a great team, but they have the speed and that might be all it takes is stealing those bags and getting into scoring position. Yeah. But one thing that is turning around this season for the Dodgers is the bullpen. Over the last month, they've had pretty much the best bullpen ERA in baseball sitting in the very low twos. Guys like Alex Vesia and Yancy Almonte are reverting back to the great 2022 form. I mean, Vesia has got seven scoreless outings in a row with just one hit total surrendered. Almonte has a 123 ERA over his last 15 innings pitched. The fact that they're back with their form gives Dave Roberts obviously a lot more flexibility, not having to lean as heavily on Caleb Ferguson and Evan Phillips every single night. Yeah, it's great to see Vesey and Almonte back specifically. Uh, It's nice you get a lefty and a righty who you've counted on in the past and looked awful to start the season. Vesia went back down to Oklahoma city for a bit, came back same thing. He did the last time he did this yeah. uh, when they first got him, he was the worst pitcher you've ever seen. Couldn't throw a strike comes back and he's Billy Wagner. So we've seen this before with him. I said this on Twitter, but he's at his best when he's out there walking around like a psychopath and you're getting that attitude from him this second time around uh, with the big league club this year. So huge additions, but I'm still not sold. We'll, we'll get into deadline talk in a little bit, but I think they need at least one reliever. I agree. This is the, this is the bullpen I expected at the beginning of the season. Like this is I mean, we brought back so many of the guys that we had last year that were awesome. Granted, we let a a lot of guys go, you know, Canely and Chris Martin and all those guys. But I felt like, you know, Phillips, Almonte, Ferguson, Vesia, those guys were amazing last season. This season, it's been a kind of a roller coaster with them, but but they've had stretches where we've seen kind of dominance and they figured it out. The problem has been whether it's the bullpen blowing leads or the starting rotation not giving the offense a chance. The pitching has lost games for the Dodgers at a clip I haven't seen in a long time. And that's concerning to me because this offense, while it's kind of overperforming in a lot of ways, more than I expected it to, they are bailing this pitching staff out a lot. But what happens is, is that if you put the Dodgers in such a hole where they've had opportunities to sweep teams. I remember the national series a few months back this Orioles series they could have swept, but you've got Urias giving up eight runs. The Dodgers scored five in that game. And so there's a lot of those games, like the one in in, in Tampa Bay where they scored 11 <laughs> runs and lost, oh you know? God. So there's a lot of those games that happen with this team where you're like, Jesus Christ, you know, what, what what's going on? So I'm really encouraged though, by, by how, you know, kind of nails this bullpen has been lately. It's, it's what I was, what I was expecting th- this whole time. On top of that, Ryan Brazier has been putting up Chris Martin-like Dodgers. Unreal. 146 ERA, earned a save not that long ago. So, what a find. I don't trust him yet. I don't trust him yet. To me, he he parallels a lot to Dylan Floro, where he's not the highest of leverage guys, but I could see him getting some really huge outs in the postseason. Ryan Ryan Madsen vibes from him. Ryan Madsen other than the world series was pretty good with the Dodgers. Exactly. Literally. Exactly. He's following that trajectory. 
that could that could that could happen with anybody. I don't I don't I don't buy it. Ryan Madsen well, was like 40. I'm on record right now. Well, that's not that's not good karma. Uh, I don't believe in that shit. Tommy Canely was Ryan Madsen, I guess. Then he ballooned in the NLDS. Uh, he never really played for us anyway. Well, to David's point, we need more. Yes. Hitters. I have some hitters I want to talk about, but let me start with a hitter you guys want to talk about. On the current roster or deadline-wise? Still talking current Dodgers. Okay. Go ahead, Jake. I mean, what what more can you say about, about Will Smith? I mean, he, he's just been unbelievable this year finally an all-star it's kind of crazy that he just became an all-star this year i mean it feels like he's he's put together a bunch of really good seasons yeah uh, where's omar narvarez <laughs> where is that guy he was an all-star last year over will smith no i don't think he's on the mets the mets backup are you narvarez? sure i'll go ahead Alvarez, finish alvarez plays I'll... like every night that's why you don't anyway, say anyway will will smith will smith is 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 crushing the ball right now I'm liking what I'm seeing though um, from James Altman again. Um, he's starting to square up the ball again, and he's playing a really good center field. And I, I'm just, I'm just really encouraged because he went through an absolute just rut of a slump. I mean, just so bad. Um, couldn't make contact. Was missing balls right down the middle. Um, that, that was really concerning. But he's turned it around. I don't know what changed for him, but he's, he's been great. And I, I, I love having him up. Uh, in that in the bottom part of that order um but you know contrastly max muncie has been an absolute disaster lately we'll come and, back to him let's 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 see if anyone else had any points on smith we'll go, we'll go to muncie in a sec. yeah i mean smith has been just a superstar this season a 401 on base percentage he went eight for 12 in baltimore he's one of their hottest hitters right now and then, yeah, I'm glad you mentioned James Outman because he's seven for his last 21 and apparently is the first ever left-handed batter to hit an opposite field home run. Um, In the new Camden Yards. Field, yes, yeah. in the new Camden That's, Yards. The, those new dimensions are insane. That was that stupid. Was insane. How stupid. Many- Talk about overcompensating, dude. You know what they did? They just bought like a huge lifted truck in left field. The equivalent of just some guy, you know, who's not happy with himself buying a giant lifted truck to make himself feel. But that's what Baltimore just did in left field. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. All right, now you can bring up Muncie. Uh, Muncie's been, um, it's been bad with him. And the problem is, though, is that Dave Roberts continues to slot him right in the middle of that order. And it's it's a, it's a tough watch right now. I mean, I think at the very least, you got to move him down. I mean, he's striking out at an insane clip. And he's, he's just, and he's, but he's also not getting on base, which is kind of his thing. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with him, but all I know is that when he goes through, he kind of has, he's kind of a peaks and valleys type of player and he's going to have another peak. He's going to have another uh, hot 
stretch in him, I think, because he's, he's become too much of a three outcome player. It's either strikeout, walk or home run. Yeah. He has like right. five or six doubles total this season. He's yeah. become like a hybrid mix of Joey Gallo meets fatter Jock Peterson. Right. No, I, I, I agree with you. And I, and I think, I think that has been obviously an issue for him, but I, I mean, you, you, I mean, at the very least you cannot bat him in the middle of this order. I disagree. I think you can. I mean, you're, you're still winning games. You're still winning series. And I don't think he's necessarily hurt them that much in that spot. I mean, he hasn't come through a lot, but he's still hitting home runs and he's still walking. So yeah, you can move him down one or two slots at most, but I don't think he's really been a huge detriment to this team right now. I agree with David for now because the Dodgers just don't have better options. You can put, and you need him. You're going to need is ahead of him, but I don't want to bat Hayward or Peralta in front of him. They're very yeah, exactly. streaky. Just move, him, move him down one but, spot. Move him down to fifth. That's not going to do anything. Yeah, that doesn't do anything. You know they're going to go with their lefty, lefty, righty stuff. He fits in the lineup. They need, they just need him to play better. They need him to get on base more, not via walk and home run. Hit a couple singles and doubles, mix it up, and then they can't pitch you the same way. Yeah. He just needs to be average. better than a 188 hitter. Not the biggest batting Pretty average much, guy, yeah. but 188 terrible yeah Jake, he'll come Jake around and also he's super clutch i'd be happy with 220 220 is probably what he's gonna get just because he can't get much worse than this this is pretty much rock bottom this is a worse batting average than last season and last season he was bad you just know he has the ability to get hot at any given time and so that's why why he's going to be hanging around but I, I i i don't think you can bat him in the middle of this order i really i i understand it's not necessarily leading to losses but you know you're you're losing a lot of rbi potential with with him kind of a kind of a hole in in the third slot or the fourth slot last guy David took a vacation and then Mookie Betts became one of the best players in baseball. <laughs> once again, 954 OPS, 27 home runs, 10 home runs over his last 30 games. I think you owe this guy an apology for not calling him a top 15 player. No, I don't at all. Now he is a top 15 player. When I was criticizing him, he wasn't oh at my all. God. And you're paying this guy $365 million. This is the production I expect if you're going to get $365 million. He's been awesome. He's been unreal. He's the hottest hitter in baseball. This is what I expect from him. Man, you say that no, as I if he wasn't be good apologized. last season. You've said, I won't even say the names because I'm going to save you the embarrassment. But I mean, come on. You wrote him off after four bad postseason games. But I he didn't was... write him off. You wrote him off out of the top 15, though. No, I said currently he's not a top 15 player in baseball, which was true at the point. I don't know how you can say that. How did the other guys all of a sudden surpass him without having better seasons? Well, they were having better seasons at the time this year. What? Yeah, before that is not how this works, which is like a month and a half ago. So we he went off having of a great year. world baseball classic numbers. I'm really, I'm just still confused what metric you were using to evaluate this. The end of last year and the very beginning of this year, I was not impressed. I did not consider him a top 15 player in baseball currently. And I stand by that. Now, obviously he is. It's still, a fluid list. This still doesn't make sense to me, but I'm not going to continue to beat this dead horse. <laughs> Yeah, well, I think I think Mookie Betts is great, so that's all I gotta say. 
We mentioned the, the Kershaw news, the Marisdick news, Dustin May out for another full year. RIP best case scenario is he comes back in July. I don't know what to say about him anymore. I kind of, I'm, I'm quitting on him. I'll leave it at that. I'm quitting on Dustin May. I could never quit on him. He's too talented. I just hope they get it right this time. You also, you also, you also are, are famous for just going down with all of your ships at any, you never like what (laughs) name one ship. (laughs) besides the giants Giants 2021 sucking okay i was just gonna say well you can't just say except for that well it's one ship i mean that might granted that was like the titanic but aside from that you know what else gavin lux blake trinan what do you what lux what's i I can't control a freak acl injury i'm not saying he's gonna have a great year i'm not saying you can control it but at some at some point you got to say, we can't rely on this dude. I'm not, obviously we can't rely on him right now, but I'm definitely not quitting on Dustin May. I know. He's still, he's still young and he's still under contract for at least two more years, I believe. So there's, there's time left for him. Not much time. I mean, goddamn, all his arbitration years went to waste. Well, we'll see. Let's get into the trade deadline and to kick it off, Anili Dodgers. What pitching additions should the Dodgers make before the trade deadline? I have guys, but I can wait to let you guys get your feels out there. I got two starters and a reliever. Two starters and one reliever. Okay. Go ahead. All right. My two starters are on the same team. Uh, I'm not saying you acquire both of them, but I'm saying you definitely try to acquire one of them. Uh, one is the most common name out there, Lucas Giolito. It just makes sense. Uh, he's not necessarily at the level he was when he was in the Cy Young mix, uh, but he's still a solid, reliable six-inning guy, which the Dodgers don't have a lot of right now. Uh, he's going to be a free agent. It makes sense. He's from L.A. He would love to play for the Dodgers. If you can't get him, though, luckily his teammate is also going to be available and this is going to cause some rough, ruffle some feathers because of kind of the year that he's having. But recently he's been pitching well. Lance Lynn, noted American hero from the World Baseball Classic. <laughs> he's a guy who can just go out there, throw 120 pitches, be totally fine, not get hurt, strike out 10 to 11 guys when he's on, and just give you everything he's got for 100, 120 pitches. Again, the Dodgers don't have that right now. They just don't. We're on load management for every single one of our pitchers. All of them. Every single one of them. Up 70 pitches, yet better save you. That's not Lance Lynn. Lance Lynn's going to empty the diesel tank every time he's out in that fucking mound and give you everything he's got. He's pitched well recently. I would love Lance Lynn on this Lance Lynn on this team. Fits well. Good energy. Been around the block. Pitched in the postseason before. Yes, granted, not great, but he's been there. Need Lance Lynn if you can't get Giolito. Finally, my reliever, Scott Barlow on the Royals. Uh, They already dealt Chapman. Uh, Barlow is going to be a free agent after next year. So he is under team control for about a a year and a half if you trade for him now. His peripherals are amazing. Uh, Strikes out a ton of guys. Chase rate is in the 94th percentile. Does walk some, but hard hit rate, 95th percentile. Uh, No brainer for the bullpen. Royals are going to be selling. Did Mine's you know the Dodgers already had Barlow for seven years? Well, it's time to make a reunion. 
They did get him back. He was I awful. I didn't know that. Yeah, I learned never, that when I was watching. The, he, he never pitched on the big league roster. No, he was terrible. I learned this through the broadcast, actually. Oh, really? Well, he seems to have figured it out. So maybe it's time to come home, Scott. <laughs> Any thoughts, um, Jake? Yeah. Um, I, I, I was going to mention Giolito. I, I think it's a perfect fit, uh, LA guy. Um, it's, it, it just, it just makes all the sense in the world. And I think that he'll elevate his game when playing for a team that can win a world series right now, that white Sox franchise is an absolute disaster and it's in shambles. And so for him to play for his hometown team, I just feel like it just is a, is a perfect marriage. Uh, and I, and I'd like to see that happen. Um, a couple other names that I want to throw out there um, is, uh, and I believe he's healthy at the at uh, at the present moment. But correct me if I'm wrong. But um, Eduardo Rodriguez of the Tigers, he's yeah. having a really another great 2018 season. Red Sox. He's having a really great season, and What's he's that pitching contract with... though. It's a it's he's a gonna opt contract. out. He's gonna opt out. Yes, he can opt out. Um, He's he's been pretty he's been pretty good. I've just been looking at teams that obviously are not going to do anything this season and could potentially give us something. Um, the other name that's been thrown around there that I just I, I can't get on board with. I just uh, just I'm just I've got PTSD is Max Scherzer. Um, oh, hard I just no. Don't think that I can stomach that. He's again. going to the Diamondbacks. I hope back, so. That'd be hilarious. Back is that he's pitched for them before, right? He's washed that's up. His. Home yeah, t- hometown name. organization. Yeah, that's yeah. where he was came up yeah. as. Yeah, uh, immaculate grid candidate. Um, so uh, the other the other name that I I don't completely trust but could be interesting is Michael Lorenzen, mm-hmm. um, who's had a pretty decent season for the Tigers. All star. Um, yeah, all star, and uh, I, I I really like what he's done so far. So th- those are the those are the pitchers that I've been. No reliever. Uh, I didn't have a reliever off the top of my head. But you still want one. You just don't have oh, one. In, yeah. Of course. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I but I think, you know, Friedman is so good at finding guys yeah. that are just not, not on anyone's radar and aren't going to be so expensive to get. Yep. Dusty Baker threw out a good name that I'm on board with now. Mark Leiter Jr. That guy's the nuts. Would love him in a Dodgers uniform. Um, Lucas Giolito, like most people, is also my number one target as well. Dodge 1600 score 12 actually asked how about Lucas Giolito and Kendall Graveman for Michael Bush, the big bust Cody Hosey and a prospect. I inserted the big bust part because that's what he is. I think Michael Bush is getting traded at this deadline. It just screams like it's happening because of the fear, pure fact he's been in triple a most of the year. He's hitting home runs like every day and the Dodgers refuse to reply, reply, uh, um, use his services at the major league level for some reason when I feel like Michael Bush is probably a better major league player than some guys that were on our roster. Hence Yanni Hernandez and Jake Marisnik Marisnik existed, but they're keeping them down there. Um, I would make that trade. Lucas Giolito, Kendall Graveman. I think that's my ideal package one. You can throw in Tim Anderson, even though he's been bad this season, but the Dodgers kind of need depth at second base so I could live with it. Um, guys on St. Louis is another organization I'm looking at would like Jordan Montgomery as a potential lefty option, especially if Arias is going to poop his pants every night. Uh, Jack Flaherty would be a nice consolation prize as well. He's been pitching pretty well this season and is an upcoming free agent. 
They also have some some reliever options. Jordan Hicks is a guy that I know David likes, among others. He's a flamethrower who can throw 102, obviously. The Dodgers can bump that up a couple, dude. He's hitting like 104. They could scoop him up for pretty cheap. Hate the idea of Scott Barlow. Kansas City Royal Royals relievers never pan out in high leverage situations on winning teams. I learned that firsthand with Scott Alexander. I don't oh, want to come do on. That again. That's not fair. He was absolutely. There is no pressure pitching. It does Kansas nothing City. to do with the Royals. Yes, it does. The Royals. No, Scott Alexander was just bad. The Royals. He was one of the best relievers in baseball. No, he, he had wasn't. the highest ground no, ball rate. There was of that anybody. one. No, there yes, was, he was one Look fan graph article not, that said, not. Oh, he, he gets a lot of ground balls. He's the next Zach Britton. Yeah. And then everybody started creaming their pants because they're like, Oh, he gets ground balls. Rise of analytics. No, Scott Alexander just wasn't a good trade. That doesn't mean every Royals reliever is ass. Back to the point. Look at Scar Barlow's strikeout rate. It's not exactly great either. He's another what are you guy talking that about. Kind of... He's striking out everybody. No, look it what up. You... If I I'm, just, wrong, I'm looking tell... at it. If I'm wrong, tell... what's his what's his strikeouts and what's his innings? 86 percentile and K percentage. I don't care about K percent. What's his strikeouts and what's his innings? Hold on. Carry on. I'll find it. Point is, Royals relievers never are playing in meaning, meaningful games. We've seen this time after time. Someone on a bad team, never been to the postseason, comes to the Dodgers, absolutely shits their pants. No 45 thanks. strikeouts and 35 innings. I don't know what yeah, more that, you want. That's I don't know what more you want. That's not good enough for me. That is plenty. If good we're replacing enough. Daniel Hudson, I need more than that for a high leverage reliever. He's I not have, good. I would be happy to take him. He's not good. What about the oh we haven't we haven't gotten to hitters yet. You can get to hitters now, but Gorilla Golf 1987 also asked, what prospects do you guys think will be traded for a reliever? I mean, I, I agree with you. I think Bush is headed out one way or another, probably for a starter though. Him and I think him, Landon Knack are the most likely trade candidates. Yeah. What about what about Gavin Stone? I don't no. think they trade him unless it's for a superstar reliever. Well, no, it wouldn't be a reliever. No. It'd have to be a pitcher and a reliever, starting pitcher and a reliever. Or in like a White Sox trade where Luis Robert is included in it. I don't. They're not like, giving. They're not giving up on Stone. I'll tell you that much. What about like our? Well, I guess I guess not for not for a reliever, but I but I would have to think that like you know, our, we'd have to look at some of our catching depth, like Cartaya or something like that. I don't know. I, I don't know where they see those guys and if they even have a pathway to get to the to the the big club with will smith there so those are some guys to look at as well the only t- My- only way cartai is getting moved is if shohei otani is the returning package yeah but would need more to on be, him in yeah. a second <laughs> also one of my untouchables is Josue de paula i don't know if you've seen what this kid has been doing in the in rookie ball but he's like 18 years old and looks like the next yordan his stats are insane if they trade him for anybody but otani i'm gonna march on dodger stadium yeah, I think Josh Fields is available. Yeah, literally just, I'll just, no. Never. He's going to get traded for Scott Barlow. There's no. your, there's I your promise Josh you Fields. that's not happening. <laughs> oh, 9%. He's got, he's got good underlying numbers. I will give you credit there. I still don't trust him. Still do not trust a Kansas City Royal reliever. He has a 49 ERA this season. What the hell? He's fine, dude. <laughs> oh my God. That. Look at his peripherals, not his ERA. Don't be a boomer. I just know how this happens. I We've all lived it. You take the relievers from shitty teams, you put them in a winning situation, 
They poop their pants every okay, time. Well, his expected ERA is three five seven. Okay, so still not good enough for what the Royals are going to ask. I don't think they're asking that much. It's not like they're a great, really well-run organization. Who is the best? Who is the best reliever available right now? Just depends who's available. Like we don't know. We don't know who's selling yet. Let's take a quick pause right here to talk about TickPick, the best ticketing website out there in the business right now, where you can get tickets at the best price with no service fees at checkout. I'm able to get some of the best deals over at the TickPick app for my Dodgers. Um, I've been able to get tickets to score many concerts. I just saw Paramore. Holy crap, they were awesome. I've got other concerts lined up like Jimmy Eat World. Uh, but the point is, TickPick's got you covered wherever you live, whatever team you support. You just need to download the app today. You can even click on the link in bio. They have opportunities to save some money. And remember, no service fees at checkout. Check out the TickPick app today. If the Mets sell, bump up David Robertson to number one. Ugh, I will trade no. a top prospect for that guy. No, he no, is no. Phenomenal. The way he He's just okay. handled the Dodgers in that two innings, not technically a save, but it might as well have been a save. That is what we need. Mm-mm. He's Why fine, but like I'm not trading really? a top prospect for him. Why don't you like way. Him? For me, when I say I just... top, I mean like top 15. Mm. I'm okay without him. If you can Why get him for like cheap, him? sure, but I just I don't I don't like him. I don't think he's that good. Every time he's pitching, I'm like, yeah, we can score off this guy. He's no, fine. We don't. No, <laughs> we, we definitely don't. have before. <laughs> White Sox got a ton of guys though, not just Graveman. They got uh Ronaldo Lopez and, and Middleton. Ugh, I, I think a Dodgers Lopez has been so bad this year. Well, I think a Dodgers White Sox trade seems pretty inevitable. Some form of some of their players. They are, they're always making trades. Yeah. They're camelback yeah. ranch buddies. I feel like it's no coincidence. Yeah. Yeah. There's got to be something brewing. Young Jeremy three three four six one asking because it's not worth. It's not a bad idea to bring up, but the Yankees suck. Would they potentially trade the Dodgers? Clay Holmes? No. Probably well, not. They're not. They're not selling. I don't want uh, anybody on the Yankees. They're they're poorly they're constructed. So bad. I've said it all year. They're terrible. Everyone but Judge and Garrett Cole on that team is a disgrace to the game of baseball. <laughs> Judge should probably never come to Dodger Stadium again. Yeah. Yeah. And don't and yeah, you you called it that the Yankees would be bad, but I was the biggest proponent that Carlos Rodon would be a terrible contract. He's yep. like a 7 ERA this season has barely pitched. He's yep. barely pitched, yeah. I I don't understand how Aaron Boone and Cashman still are employed on that team. I don't think but, they can survive this if Boone's continues. getting fired and done. going to the Padres. They're not Calling firing out. Melvin. Yeah, they are. That'd be that'd be what? hilarious if they fire Melvin, though. Of course, they're gonna fire him. They're the maybe no the way. biggest underperforming team in baseball history. I I'd be stunned if they fire him. Well, you're gonna be stunned unless they go on some type of run. Like AJ Preller, he's on the hot seat too. He might survive barely because the owner loves him, but there's no way Boomer Bob survives. Like you have the most expensive payroll in Padre, Padres history, and you're not even above five hundred. Yeah, the Padres are are a fucking mess. They're ten games out. I don't. I don't understand it. I'm not. I'm are still you, not calling it quits on them. Well, I was going to ask you: Are you still? Are you still afraid of? Not afraid of them, but are you still worried about them in the division? That's the only team in the division I'm worried about. The, dra- the Diamondbacks. That? 
Because the Diamondbacks and the Giants are frauds. They are oh both God. frauds. The They're Diamondbacks, not, though. Hold on. The Diamond, <laughs> the Diamondbacks are better than the Giants. They definitely have a solid roster. But after Gallon, I'm not tripping on anyone on that pitching staff. The Padres, however, have three guys who have shut down the Dodgers day in and day out regularly. Not only that, their offense, while obviously they're losing games, they're six games under 500, 10 games back, they have a phenomenal roster. So all it takes is these guys just actually playing better, and they are without a doubt the only threat in this division. The Giants, biggest frauds you'll see. They're going to die, and if they don't die, they'll lose in the playoffs. They suck. Diamondbacks playing well this year, not worried about them in the playoffs. Not even really if, worried about winning the division Eric either. What if is right and they, the Giants trade for Shohei Otani? I, I've said I think that is the team most likely to trade for him because they were super desperate to get Judge in the offseason. They want someone to bring fans to that stadium. I lived there for six years. Only times fans go to that stadium is if they're winning and they're good. Big Asian population in the Bay Area. It makes a ton of sense. I still don't think the Angels trade him, but that is 100% the team to watch for if they if for an Otani trade. Oh, that would be so annoying. I thought I thought the Angels were for sure going to trade Otani, guaranteed, but now they're winning games. Moreno is too big of an ego. And the fact that Otani could break the American League home run record this season, he's not going to trade him because having that chase draws in a lot of fans, money, attention, and he can at least say, we had Otani do it in an Angels uniform. Yeah, so trying to try to woo him back next year. Yeah, exactly. They got. His they ego, said his ego won't. won't they let said him they're going to evaluate in about two or three days, I think, and then make up a decision. But it's looking more and more likely with the Angels' resurgence that they're going to keep him. That is, by the way, the best case scenario for the Dodgers. It is obviously with, other than trading for him, but. Because of the reports from Ken Rosenthal that they refused to trade him to the Dodgers for whatever reason. Artie Moreno, just a flat-out moron. Dodgers would easily hand them the best package, but he'd rather stroke his ego and not help the Dodgers in favor of helping himself in the long long run. Whatever, asshole. Dodgers' best chance to sign that guy is if he just stays on the Angels and is a free agent at the end of the year. You don't want another team to have a leg up on him. It's just crazy how bad the angels have fumbled this Otani thing. I mean, it's just insane how they've not been able to put a good fucking team on the field. Pathetic. It's a disgrace. Any other trade deadline guys bats? I know we didn't get, I got one bat real quick. This guy hasn't played a lot, but if you're looking for an outfielder who can hit the shit out of the ball, look no further than the St. Louis Cardinals. Tyler O'Neill is an interesting candidate to me. Uh, He had a really good couple years. I think 2020 and 2021, Kind of, kind of tailed off Still last does. year and hasn't really played last uh, this year much, but he is apparently re- about to return or has returned. I'm not sure which one, but right-handed hitter kills fastballs. Uh, is under contract for one more year, which works out because Peralta, Hayward, uh, I, are all free agents. I think you have uh, the right team, but the wrong player. I think Dylan Carlson say, would oh, end up God, trading. No. He got moved to the bench in favor of O'Neill. Yeah, it, for a reason. And I feel like the Cardinals. Don't want to tear it down completely. I could be wrong, and they so you don't up... think you don't. I don't think trading Tyler O'Neill is tearing it down completely. He's been well, a was... really good player for them, other than this season. Last year, he would not have a good year. I was, was just going to ask what I mean. It, this obviously would be an indication of "quote unquote" tearing it down, but what about Arenado? They're not trading him. God, that would be so sick. They're not. They're not doing. Well, that. it wouldn't be sick. It's not going to happen with the Dodgers. Why not? We already have a third baseman. 
please move Muncie to second and put Mookie oh in the outfield. God. Solves yeah. that problem. Muncie at second base, exactly what I want to see. Look, there we don't even need if to get you get into this Nolan Arenado, you fucking move Max Muncie to 100%. second base. You move Max Muncie to left field. I don't yep. care. Hundred <laughs> percent. Muncie is not the deterrent here. It's the Cardinals not trading him as the deterrent. Yeah, uh, yeah, that would be the only. If they deterrent. do that. They're probably not getting Otani in the off season. How how do you figure? He's that's two huge contracts, and that's not even factoring that they need to pay for pitching. Yeah, Tony is a pitcher. All right, I think that's it for uh, trade deadline talk. Can't I can't think of any other names. The when only other the rumor, deadline? August 1st. August 1st, right? Okay, yeah. The only other rumor I heard that I could see it happening for the Dodgers to just band-aid, band-aid themselves up is trading for Rich Hill and Austin Hedges in the meantime. Austin yeah. Barnes is unplayable. They might have to get a backup catcher just because Austin Barnes is that shitty. And Rich Hill is a guy that, like Lance Lynn will go out there every night, give you five to seven innings, wear it by giving up probably four runs, but Hey, at least he's saving your bullpen. I don't want that. No, thanks dude. <laughs> I loved Rich Hill back when he was on our team, but it's that ship sailed. There's other guys just ride it with Bobby Miller piggyback with Sheehan. I don't want Rich Hill. Still need a fifth starter. All right. The playoffs. Dodgers, Rangers, kicking it off Friday. They're in Texas, obviously the home place of where the Dodgers won the 2020 World Series. The Rangers unveiled the All-Star logo. I approve for 2024. The Rangers are a good team this year. They're in first place. They're 58 and 39. Their offense has been an absolute force. They're second in OPS, 804. Um, fifth in home runs hit, 134. And first in runs scored, run scored 564 runs. Um, obviously there's this notable guy on their roster named Corey Seager, who's just having a MVP candidate like season by having a 1,023 OPS, 346 batting average, 14 home runs, 57 RBIs. Adalas Garcia has been pretty phenomenal as well with 24 home runs. They've got a great rookie at third base, Josh Young, 19 home runs. Jonah Hine emerged as a catcher with 14 home runs. And then Marcus Simeon just feels like a guy that will be a thorn in the Dodgers side because guys like him always tend to do that. Yeah. This team got good fast. I didn't think they were going to be this good that fast, but uh, they built a pretty good team. And they're doing all of this without DeGrom. So that's kind of significant that they've been able to have a good enough rotation and and also bullpen too, but because that offense is absolutely stacked and this is a really tough stretch for the Dodgers. I mean, they had to go to, they had to go, you know, start the second half in New York, even though the Mets aren't great, that's a tough environment. Then they have to go to Baltimore who right now they're leading the AL East and they took two out of three. Then they have, then they have Texas and they're facing the blue Jays and the Reds. So this is a real test for the Dodgers against these playoff contending teams. And I'm looking forward to, to seeing what happens in this series. Um, I heard that maybe we'll, we'll see Kershaw possibly, I don't know, but, um, that, that would be interesting if he, if he kind of comes back in, in Dallas, they got Gonsolin Miller and she enlisted right now. Mm, okay. They do, but obviously if Kershaw's healthy, 
you can bump one of those guys out. But yeah, I got Gonsolin against old friend Andrew Heaney, who has a 443 ERA. Bobby Miller against Dane Dunning, who's finally having a good season after the White Sox moved him a couple years ago, 282 ERA. And Martin Perez, who's 7-3 with a 484 ERA. Their starting staff has been the strength, and their bullpen has actually been kind of a weakness. 442 ERA, 24th in the majors. And who is their closer? Araldis. Oh, right. And they got Will Smith. Right, right. Yeah. They're a good yeah. team. Hey, they're a really good team. I'm I'm excited for this series. Let's see what uh see what Corey Se- Corey Seeger scares me. I mean, he's does he he's go just... yard in the series? Yeah, he does. He definitely does. I mean, come on. Quietly. Yeah, off Gonsolin. <laughs> Is Corey Seeger Hall of Fame worthy if he continues his track? I don't I don't think he will. And I don't think he'll be able to stay healthy. But I mean, if he keeps this up, then yeah. He's definitely on on the way. He's got a twenty nine and a half career war with, I believe, eight more years under contract. I know um I know what Kevin's answer to this would be, but I'm curious what David would think. Knowing what we know now, knowing literally everything up until this point right now in this moment. Would would you have rather kept Corey Seager? No. I mean, right now, obviously, it would be great to have. But I think in two years, you're not going to... If we, we ask this question in two years, I think at least you and I, because Kevin's a diehard, are going to be like, yeah, I'm I'm glad we uh, we didn't pay Seager. Yeah, we'll I mean, I, I, I don't know whether to believe him being somewhat i mean he he did have an il trip this year so there is that but him being somewhat healthy over the past two seasons is that sort of a fluke or you know is that kind no of i think he's liar? i think he's in his prime right now but i don't think his prime is going to last more than another year or two and then at shortstop you have somewhat of a defensive liability it's only going to get worse and then you have a guy you're paying 300 million who's not producing at the level you need him to offensively. So I, I don't think so. No, I would love to have him for this year, but long-term, no, I don't, I don't think so. Well, right now you're just speaking hypotheticals, so we can't really validate whether he's going to fall off or not, but the Corey Sear no, that's not. performing right now, I think the Dodgers fumbled it big time. No surprise. I would have traded Trey Turner and Gavin Lux in a heartbeat last season for Luis Castillo. That easily would have gotten that done. I would have locked Corey Sear up. For that. For Castillo, the the yeah, freaking, Trey Turner the, and Lux last year yeah. would have gotten Castillo. I and mean, the Mariners some. gave up like more than what that would have been because yeah, Turner's Noel an expiring me. contract and Lux is league average at best. Well, Lux was a higher prospect than Noel Marte ever was, and that was the centerpiece of that trade. So I don't, I don't think that would have even costed that much. But Lux hasn't panned out into that prospect. We've gotten like three years worth of him now. Well, he's he been... wasn't healthy, also. It's you know um, the excuses. He was he's a 280 hitter with lack of power right now, defensively average. You move him and Castillo. I don't uh, him and Trey for Castillo. That would have been an overpay. insane trade to make last year. Why? Then you have what do you Corey mean? Seager. Because you have Seeger at shortstop, and you would have been able to sign Freddie Freeman as well with the Trey Turner money. Uh, that package would have never happened. There's no reason to, that just would have never, why would they even want Trey Turner for the rest of the half of the year if they're selling? 
just doesn't you give him Gavin sense. Lux. You give him Gavin Lux. Then why if he's as good as if he's as good as you claim he is, they're gonna want that trade. Lux Lux, sure, in that trade, but there's no they wouldn't want Trey Turner in that trade. They'd well, want a prospect. Because I don't selling. want to give up prospects. Well, you give him Trey you. Turner, they can try to re-sign him. I don't give a shit. Whatever. Give him Lux not, and not give him Lux and another prospect. Team sells. The point is, I would have made Seeger stay. I would have wanted to get in Luis Castillo. I still think that was two big whiffs. And then you sign Freddie Freeman, no problem, because I know people are going to say if you sign Corey Seager, you can't sign Freddie Freeman. Well, the Braves didn't want Freddie Freeman. Newsflash, so he would have been available nonetheless. And so the Dodgers could have made it happen. I have silenced you guys. (laughs) That's all I got. Any predictions in this series? Obviously, we think Corey Seager is going yard once. Um, I think the Dodgers can take two or three. I feel like as long as the pitching doesn't shit itself in one of these games, we're going to be in every game should be able to get some home runs off Andrew Heaney. Uh, we're facing two lefties. So I got to go with a right-handed bat to go off in this series. Um, Not a ton of options. JD Martinez. Will Smith. I'll go with Chris Taylor. Why not? He had that epic grand slam in Baltimore. That I, think was he'll awesome. carry, I think he's going to carry that over. Chris Taylor has been pretty solid this season, despite all the strikeouts. The fact that he's got 12 home runs and has kind of missed a fat chunk of time, I can't complain about him, honestly. He's come up a number of times in the clutch, and that's all I can ask for. I have a really weird prediction. I just feel like Andrew Heaney is going to hit at least one batter tomorrow. (laughs) Okay. That is a weird prediction. Yeah, I just kind of got that vibe. All right. Anything else? Any other segments? I have a couple miscellaneous things, but those will be quick. I just saw Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. I'm going to leave it at it was the best Mission Impossible movie to date. It was better than any James Bond movie of recent of this recent era. Tom Cruise absolutely nailed it. So I highly recommend you guys seeing that. So that left me to a list because let's be honest, Tom Cruise is one of the best actors alive. Do you agree with that, David, or is he overrated? He's he's good. Top 10 Tom Cruise performances. Here we go. Number one. Well, number 10, Lee Grossman from Tropic Thunder. Oh, that's got to be higher than 10, dude. That the, was that was great. It was it was really good. That's why I had to make this list. It was clearly Tom Cruise's littlest p- part, but maybe the most impactful of them all. Screen time per minute or whatever. Him going off on that Vietnamese guy. Endless classic. Number nine. Vincent from Collateral found it to be a pretty solid movie. Number eight, A Few Good Men, Lieutenant Daniel Caffey. Number seven, Jerry Maguire in Jerry Maguire. Number six, Minority Report, where he plays Chief Paul Anderson. That was a good one. Number five, the high school kid Joel Goodson in Risky Business. Number four, a movie that I found to be pretty underrated. Major William Cage in Edge of Tomorrow. I hated that movie. Number three, Charlie Babbitt from Rain Man. Number two, Maverick from Top Gun, the Top Gun series. And of course, maybe the best spy of them all besides James Bond, Ethan Hunt from the Mission Impossible series. Yeah, he's done a lot. He's a good actor. Kind of a weird guy, but good actor. 
You have no idiots of the week? No, well, I, my idiot of the... It's more of an idiot of the month, really, because okay. I have been gone. Uh, Artie Morena, you have somehow managed to bungle having two of the three best baseball players on your team. And this is in sp- specific relevance to this Shohei Otani situation because he's not going to trade him. And you have to trade this guy. You absolutely have to trade this guy. You you know you're not doing shit this year. What I would do is approach Otani, let him know, hey, we want you back. We want to do anything possible to get you back. We're going to give you the money. We're going to build. We are going to trade you right now. And we are going to get a haul for you. And we're going to use that haul to make this team better. And then we're going to do everything we can to re-sign you in the offseason. That's what you should be doing right now. Building a team so you can even try to get him back. Keeping him for this year, he knows what you're about. Not trading him doesn't necessarily signify that like you want you really want him. You can convey that by also trading him and having conversations with him. The Yankees did it with Araldis Chapman. They traded uh, him to the Cubs for Glaber Torres and then signed Chapman the next offseason. So he was only gone for half a season. That's what the Angels should be doing right now. If they don't trade him, it's a franchise-altering move because he is almost certainly gone and they're going to get nothing back for him. And then Mike Trout is just going to be poor and miserable again without Shohei Otani. So Artie Moreno, idiot of the month, candidate for idiot of the year. Idiot of the week's perspective to make things more recent. I have two. I, they just tied because they're both pretty bad. Jarek Kellenig yeah, of the Seattle bad. Mariners. Anytime a professional athlete kicks or punches something out of frustration and then jeopardizes the rest of their season, automatic idiot. So Kellenic, you're for sure one for getting angry. I don't I don't know at what, but you kicked a water cooler, broke your foot. The Mariners absolutely needed you because they're falling out of contention game by game. And he was viewed as one of the best prospects in baseball. And then the next day today, actually, he was seen giving a press conference, crying like a little baby, little you know what, just making himself look even more pathetic. So Kellenic, that's for you. And then the other one, it actually, I think, happened last week. But because I it happened after the last recording, I'm bringing it over to now. It's Dodgers Digest's own Jokey Locomotive, who was absolutely against training for Shohei Otani. Not because he doesn't believe, not because of the, I should say, not because of the prospects per se, but because he doesn't think giving up the prospects would be worth it this season because this Dodgers team isn't good enough. And I quote, I can't wait to see Otani hit a dinger and then see the bullpen blow up for him too. What the hell are you talking about? Where have you been the last month? This Dodgers bullpen is turning it around. They've added guys like Brazier. It's not like they can't get better. When you acquire potentially the best player in Major League Baseball that can give you seven innings, you know what that means? You only need to count on Caleb Ferguson and Evan Phillips. And if they blow it, then how could you have seen that coming? So that's why you're an idiot because you're pretending like you're high on this team and then you contradict yourself with statements like this. So see you in 2024, fool. I see his point, though. I mean, I would still trade for him this year, but I I see the point. I don't see the point. I think the Dodgers can win the World Series this season. They're getting right. 
their offense is performing more than I expected. Honestly, I thought they'd take a huge step back with relying on these rookies and then giving Hayward and um, Peralta and Martinez a lot of playing time, but they've all performed. I mean, I, I I see his point, but I think if you do, they're not going to trade him, but if you do trade for Otani, you need to trade for more than just Otani too, because that signifies you're going all the way in. So you better get another reliever. You better get a right-handed bat. You better do all of that if you're going to do that. But I don't think this is a conversation we even have to have. All right. That's it for the Incline Dodgers this week. Any final thoughts, David? It is good to be back. And I apologize for my absence to any listeners. I can probably count you on one hand who enjoy my company here. But it is good to be back. And I'm happy to uh, be with y'all again. That's all I got as well. The Incline Dodgers. Make sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. If you'd like to watch us on YouTube, make sure you hit that like button and subscribe as well. And you can find us all over social media, which is in the description below. Give us some five-star ratings, though, because there's some other podcasts out there that don't deserve the same credibility that uh, I think (laughs) we're giving you guys. So until next time, we got some guests potentially in the works. So that's exciting. Everyone, have a great week. Enjoy the Dodgers series against the Rangers. We'll be back soon to either preview or recap that Blue Jay series. Go Dodgers. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.